How I Made It is sponsored by Chicago French Press. Tired of adding loads of sugar and flavored creamers to your bold roast each morning? I found your solution. Custom roasted organic coffee flavored with natural ingredients like banana shavings, blueberries, and pecans. Guys, I've tried the peach nectar and I can drink this every day to fuel my creativity. How I Made It listeners can get 15% off with promo code I love CFP on your next order. Visit ChicagoFrenchPress.com to learn more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the How I Made It podcast. I am your host, Jasmine Browley. And okay, I know I say this every week, but this time I really, really mean it. I am so excited about today's guest. First of all, let me break down her bio, okay? She is your favorite dancer's favorite dancer. She attended Alvin Ailey Dance School. She has danced with top talents like Neo, Usher, and most notably, of course, Beyonce. In fact, she is the dance captain, okay? I'm talking about Ashley Everett. Ashley! Hey, girl! <laughs> Thanks for uh, making me sound good, girl. Thank you for making time for me. I know you're busy. As a matter of a fact, let me paint the picture for you guys. I'm sitting in the middle of a dance studio because <laughs> Ashley is in the middle of filming a short project centered around dance. Yeah. Do you mind telling me about what that project is? The short film is called Little K. Um, it's about a young girl who's a great dancer, and I am the studio owner and instructor. And, um, you know, it's just her kind of struggle trying to deal with her parents and their up-and-down relationship, and they're always arguing, but dance is like her um, outlet. You know, and mm-hmm. I believe in her, but her parents don't see the talent because they're not there and they're distracted with their own issues. But yeah. I'm like, you guys need to be more on top of your daughter, pick her up on time, be, to, be at her performances because yeah. she's talented. Right. So, um, yeah, that's what it's pretty much about. And where is this short film going to live? Like, um, I'm not quite sure okay. yet. I think they're going to like shop it around. I'm but so excited to see yeah, it. I am it's too. Done. It's like for me I'm not dancing in it at yeah. all you know yeah. the little girl is but not yeah. me so I'm like okay this is great like, yeah feeling all grown right. and <laughs> like I own a studio so I'm like okay okay this may so be my future <laughs> even though the your character is not too far from your own person right of course you're a dancer yeah um and the the character is a dancer um little K's background is I think a little bit different from like it seemed right. like your parents were extremely encouraging. Yeah, super hands-on, super encouraging. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they pushed me and and believed in me mm-hmm. and uh, were there for, through yeah. everything. You know, I'm from a small town in Northern California, and if it wasn't for my parents moving me to New York, like who knows what I'd be doing? Right. You know? Yeah. So. so walk me. Let's let's unpack this this journey of yours. Yeah. In chapters, the first chapter, you um, discover your love for dancing or just start dancing yeah. really, really early. Yeah, I was two and a half when I started, which is wow. like, you know, we're just spinning around with our fingers on our head. Yeah. <laughs> but I fell in love with it. Like, mm-hmm. I was that focused child in the room who was just like determined to be great and master it. You know, yeah. I was very determined. Yeah, and it took um, you to Alvin Ailey mm-hmm. Dance School. Okay. Yeah. And then. It all changed yeah. at 17, right? At 17, yeah. So, first of all, explain to me what uh, Frank Gaston means. 
means to your life. Frank Getson. Getson. <laughs> yeah, Thank everyone, you. some people always say that. Yeah. Um, Frank is like my industry dad. Mm-hmm. He, he has like a really rare gift in like seeing the light and the, the star in people. Like that is truly his gift. And he saw that in me along with many other people you know there's a lot of us frank babies you know he's like all of our industry dead and there's so many like 30 of us that he just like believed in and gave us our first big break and um you know have helped us has helped us succeed in this crazy industry but um yeah i I met him when i was training at alvin ailey he literally just walked up to me. He was rehearsing with Beyonce, and he just walked up to me in the hall. I was about to like take a ballet class. My hair was in a bun. I'm like in a leotard and tights, like looking like a little Trina. And um, he's like, "You're very pretty. Do you do other styles other than ballet and modern?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do everything. I do hip hop, jazz, tap, like whatever. You name it, I do it." Okay. <laughs> and um, he was like, "Come in to this rehearsal. Um, let me introduce you to someone. Just someone, Beyonce." What? I'm like. Oh my gosh, can I have a hug? She's like, I'm sweaty. I'm like, I don't care. You're Beyonce, girl. Like, give me a hug. Whatever. Long story short, he like takes my information down, but you know, he had never seen me dance. He just like stopped me based on like my look or whatever. Takes my information. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Beyonce's choreographer. Maybe I'm gonna like get my big break. And I never heard from him. Which is like not like, you know, yeah, it's surprising because it's like he's never he doesn't know me from right. Jane Doe. Right. Um, but then cut to a few months later, she had a big open call and I went to it and he remembered me from that hallway and that time. Yeah. He was like, I met you before. I know your face. Were you the girl from Alvin Ailey? I was like, yeah. Like I didn't even have to remind him. He like remembered me on his own, which is like a blessing and fate and just like, you know, right place at the right time, like stars aligning. That's how I feel. Um, and yeah, so that audition, he kept me and kept me through the rounds of cuts and cuts and then Beyonce ended up coming and she saw me dance and then that turned into like a callback and uh, then I got a call like hey will you come to LA and do some videos I was like yes absolutely I'll call out of school and come to LA and do some videos and then videos turn into tour rehearsals and tour rehearsals turned into 10 years later. (laughs) Oh my God. You know what? That story really reminds me of every other success story that I've heard, especially for creatives, because Mm -hmm. I heard in an interview that you said you were basically in the middle of like a crossroads decision. Yeah. Either pursuing this opportunity with Beyonce or going to school because Mm -hmm. you were 17. You were right on the cuffs of going to college. Mm -hmm. Of course you made you know, the decision that was best for you. Yeah, but and, Juilliard was always yeah. a dream of mine too. Like, Save the Last Dance was like my life. Right? I thought, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna go to Juilliard. Like, right. that's what my life is gonna be. Right. Um, and then everything just took a turn. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? Do I like go back to being a student or mm-hmm. do I just like start my career and be mm-hmm. a professional dancer? Like, right. keep going, ride this wave. Yeah. So that's what I ultimately decided. But Juilliard was always a dream as well, Yeah. you know? That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so walk me through. Um, let's let's look at this from like the the practical um, point or or the practical side. So of course you are the dance captain. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you've done over the years to make yourself completely indisposable <sighs> or indispensable, rather? Uh-huh. Um. 
Well, you know, it's funny. Frank always says this. He's like, you know, the reason why Ash has been around so long is because she shuts her mouth. Like, that's what he says. And <laughs> that's I'm like, a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's so many things that we do that are like secrets or like you're not supposed to spill the tea or, or reveal anything, you know? Like, that whole Beyonce album we shot secretly on tour and I could have easily said something to someone about it and leaked it or whatever but I don't you know because I'm just showing my respect and loyalty mm -hmm. um, and so yeah I think that like has played a big role in in my path and mm -hmm. journey through this with this camp and with yeah. her um, I'm, I'm loyal and I, I keep my mouth shut <laughs> and I just do my job right. you know I stay in my lane right. I don't try and do other people's jobs mm -hmm. or like you know yeah so, I don't know but I've been dance captain since 2009 and I started with her in 2007 mm -hmm. and 2009 we hired new all new dancers for the tour and so I was the only returning one mm -hmm. so I'm the, I was the only one who knew like the old choreography and you know the new and everything yeah so I helped like teach the old stuff and kind of not mentor because I was still the youngest but you know like guide yeah. the newer dancers uh, in this camp you know every camp is different everybody functions different operates differently so I'm just experienced in her camp mm -hmm. <laughs> I know everybody like I grew up in it so of course. you know it's that's part of the dance captain role too yeah. it's just um Helping guide and give some advice, and obviously teaching um, choreography and and style. And when we're on tour, we have to all like stay in formation, stay doing what we rehearsed. You know, keep mm -hmm. keep um, the steps right, mm -hmm. and you know. So, do you have any creative control over the choreography? At all? Um, I'm not her choreographer. Okay, I work with choreographers very closely because were like family as well and I've been with her for so long they're like okay I know like how you move and she moves similar mm -hmm. and so you know let me put it on your body because most of them are male choreographers too so they're mm -hmm. like I need to see it on a female body okay that makes sense so we like create together mm -hmm. um, and I have input I, I say yay nay this was good I like this better but you know I'm not like choreographing it yeah it's a it's a collaborative effort though. yeah okay yeah. okay that sounds really cool okay so I read that you said you have multiple lives <laughs> you have a day in the life when you're in, on tour and a day mm -hmm. in the life when you're not mm -hmm. can you unpack that for me because of course I'm assuming it is a completely different reality when you're on tour yeah than when you are doing something like this yeah so, yeah yeah um tour life is tour life it yeah. is it's your reality in that moment, but then you like come home and you're like, oh, okay, now what am I doing with my life, you know? Tour is tour, like we're in our own little bubble, our own little world, we live on tour buses, airplanes, um, and venues, mm -hmm. and hotels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Living out of suitcases, traveling all the time, different time zones, lack of sleep, lack of rest. People think it's very glamorous, but half the time you're like in sweatpants and your hair looks a mess and you wash off that stage makeup as soon as you get off the stage and we just look like bums most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course we like have our nights where we dress up and go out yeah. and club and like whatever. That's yeah. part of the scene. Yeah. Um, but you know, we are working. We're working on tour. We're traveling, performing, some a lot of the time rehearsing on our off days or off time 
because things are always changing or something on the stage needs to be worked out or lighting or, you know, all these different props and things. Um, so that's like tour life is just work, work, work with the same people all the time. They become your family. Um, and yeah, we're just like consumed in that world. And then we come home and I'm like, I, I don't have a call time. I don't have a rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a, a show. So I'm like, okay, I'm back home with my dog and my man and, yeah. you know, just normal life like what am I doing today going to the mall going to eat at a restaurant okay let me go work out because I haven't been dancing now Mm -hmm. like it's um it's a normal life yeah yeah that's that's nice to hear because one of the misconceptions that I often have as the total opposite of dancer I mean I can do a nice little step (laughs) nobody's dancing um I I don't know. I often think of you guys like athletes. Like yeah. When you're on, you're on. You're training hard. You're uh, working towards a specific like physical peak, mm-hmm. and then you have an off season. Yep. So you're telling me that's exactly how it is. Pretty or, much. Okay. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's like training when we're rehearsing. Yeah. And then we're like doing the show. That's like, you know, just um, I guess like the competition or like yeah. the game season yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, and then we're off mm-hmm. and then we're doing other stuff or right. you know other gigs or something like this now right. I'm doing a short film right. um, or I'm not doing anything right. sometimes you're like where is my next stream yeah. of income like where is it coming from what's next <laughs> how am I gonna pay my bills mm-hmm. so yeah it's very up and down that's yeah. just this industry in general no matter what you're in um, or what you're doing it's just it's a roller coaster when mm-hmm. it's when it rains it pours and then sometimes it's the Sahara Desert dry Right. <laughs> to, to your point, that's actually my next question. So, of course, this podcast is about um, millennials basically trying to reconcile their art with making money mm-hmm. from it. And I know a lot of professional dancers are going to be listening to this to try to get some type of a, um idea of what they can do to make sure that their bills are paid while still dancing mm-hmm. all the time to mm-hmm. make that money. So... What do you do to make sure that all of those responsibilities are taken care of while, you know, making sure that you're still being true to your art? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I always say this now, and I still, like, live by this and aspire to be this. Yeah. You know, the rich people and the most successful people in the world have multiple streams of mm-hmm. income. Mm-hmm. More than five, usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm working on that, too. Yeah. So, I dance is my number one. Dance is definitely my number one stream of income, but I also like am acting and modeling and teaching Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm trying to get in like the fashion industry at some point and doing all these different things and hosting. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the interviews. Yeah. Yeah. And like appearances and and, uh, speeches, like yeah women conferences and stuff trying to do it all right so I think that's important for anybody wanting to be a dancer or in this industry is not to put yourself in one box Mm -hmm. you know yeah and one of the great things that I love about you is early on you recognize that you are a brand and just because you're profession by trade as a dancer you understand how important it is to market yourself Mm -hmm. so what are some of the things that professional dancers right off the bat need to invest in as a brand in order to make sure that they're okay well gosh Hmm. I mean dancers 
in general usually are like known like you said kind of as athletes and like being in shape and stuff like that so that is important um, of course we of course there's all different beautiful shapes and sizes and heights and ethnicities and all that um, but owning whatever you are is number one yeah. <laughs> you know I uh, when I was younger I didn't I wanted my hair to be straight and flowy like the white girls and mm -hmm. I just embraced my natural hair and, and now it's a thing yeah, yeah and it's it's my signature and it's a thing too mm -hmm. like it's trending everybody's talking about the curly hair girls yeah. and the natural this and mm -hmm. all that it's great I'm not saying I started it or anything right, but right. you know <laughs> yeah it's just a thing and um, yeah I think just owning whatever it is that you are passionate about and what you exude yeah. um, and you know you've done a, an amazing job of uh, basically leveraging your social media popularity because let me tell you when I was doing my research I was going through your Instagram posts and you posted a clip like an article that you did and the headline was like at, meet Ashley Everett Beyonce's backup dancer and I looked in those comments and somebody mm -hmm. put asterisk dance captain boo -boo. <laughs> get it right yeah. I was like oh my god her fans are so loyal they yeah like, no, they're on it bag. I yes. know I love them for that yes. <laughs> why do you think they're so dedicated to you as a person like what about you? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of it comes from the beehive. Like, of course. Uh, of of course. course. But I have, like, branded myself, and I think I created my own Ashley Everett fan base. Yeah. Um, so they'll follow me, like, if I ever do yeah. veer away from her and whatever. I think they'll still, like, support me mm -hmm. through any and everything. Um, and I'm so grateful for that, and I love them for that. Uh, shout out. Shout out to everybody oh out there. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... You know, I don't know. It's it's really crazy, but the Beehive they don't play. <laughs> they do not play. She has some loyal fans, yeah. and they're great though. Yeah. They're great. They are ride or dies. Absolutely. Okay. So just a few things before we wrap up. Congratulations on the one year anniversary of your Thank engagement. Thank you. It is today. I, it was just like it was yesterday. Oh, I know. Oh my God, time like, flew. It flew by. I don't know how people plan a wedding in a year. Like we blinked, and it's already been a year. It's I'm like, jeez. And yeah. then. The last question that I have for you, something that I ask all of my guests is, what does how, I, what does I made it look like to you? Like, at what point will you feel like, I'm done, I, I made it, this is it? I don't know if I'll ever feel like I made it. Yeah. I feel like you can always go higher, go further, stretch more. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know if, if I'll ever feel like I made it, yeah. but I've made something. Yeah. I've like accomplished a lot of things, yeah. but I have a lot of other goals that I still want to reach. And then once I reach those, I'm going to set higher ones. You know? That sounds good to me. <laughs> I know it'll happen. Um, so thank you so much again. Thank you. Where can people find you? Um, AshleyEverett.com, Instagram and Twitter, AshleyCMEverett. Some people say Mick Everett, but it's CM. It's my middle initials. Okay. My middle name is Krisha Marie, and the last name is Everett. And um, yeah, awesome. that's where you can find me. Thank you Facebook, so much, Ashley. Thank you. That's it, guys. See you <laughs> next week. Peace out. Bye.